You gotta spaz on this beat, bro. But how? J- just do it, man. I don't even know what to say. Just go off the top. What? Yeah, just just go off the top, man. You got it. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. Yeah, I'll even do the ad libs for you. Oh, for real? Yeah. All right, then let's get it. It's lit. Hey. I ain't need know what to say, yeah. I'ma just go off the top, okay. I ain't need know what to say, okay. I'ma just go off the top, hey. I ain't need know what to say, let's get it. I'ma just go off the top, okay. I ain't need know what the I ain't know what the I ain't know what the I. Hello, welcome back everybody to the OTT podcast. And as always, everything is always off the top. I am your co-host Oxtetic, and joining me is always my good friend out in Cali, Namai Kumar, the man, the myth, the legend, and as God. usual. As a God, word. not the son, not the son, not the son, not <laughs> no, his I'm not son. The son. I'm the father, bro. We've had, I think, at least three weeks in a row where we've said to each other in the first nine seconds, where it's like, bro, we had a crazy week, bro. So much music. <laughs> oh my God. It's not even and just think, music this week, though. We got videos, we got freshman lists, literally, we got controversy, lists. stories. There's been a week, there's been a week intrigue. For the Literally, have been a uh, week. Week of heartbreak, war, unexpected collaborations, record. This breakers. sounds like game. This literally sounds like Game of Thrones type, like right now. <laughs> yeah, I dude. we're just leaving <laughs> it. In. This, this is I a movie it. trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Off well, the top, the I, movie. <laughs> <laughs> Off the top, movie trailers only. I think where we should start with the albums, though. We had two albums that we want to go over this week that dropped. Dave's Dave East Karma Three. You know what? I'll say it. I love Dave East. I really do. I think his voice and his lyrical content is something to really take away when we're talking about lyrical rappers, especially those who are signed onto Nas's label. But I'm gonna be straight up with you, Namai. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna really try and keep this 100 with you this entire podcast. Dave East needs better beats, and I'm gonna take that to the grave, just because I, I, I have two reasons for this. A, I think on songs like Believe It or Not. And the one with Mary J. Blige, it's escaping me right now. Know How I Feel, I think it's called. Those two songs really showcase Dave's, I guess, mindset for this tape. And all I want with this all-encompassing is lyrical content and what he's saying and what he's portraying. It just needs solid production behind it. And I feel like, honestly, hearing Benny on this, him kind of reaching out maybe to Alchemist or Madlib or one of those guys, might even Jay Versace, just even on Boldy's album that came out this week, like somebody in Griselda's team to really work on how he sounds over production. I think that could be something to really look forward to in the future. And I don't think Dave's going to be dropping for a long time either, bro. But I think maybe in the future, exploring like, I guess, an intimate connection with a producer to really, I guess, elevate his voice and elevate his his music i think is where he needs to go but karma three it's definitely a decent listen i mean i don't know if i'm going to be really really coming back to this other than a couple songs here and there probably just the one with benny and believe it or not in the mary j blige feature i think the only three i'm going to take away from this but uh how did you feel going through this it's definitely it's it's 15 tracks long so in our ott certified perfect length uh, it fits in the range. It fits in the range. If it's in the range, we're gonna have to listen to it. But what do you think, bro? Uh, yeah, um, I'm not really sure how to feel about this one. Um, to me, I feel like Dave East has like a really uh, like prolific voice. I think he has like a very like hard hitting voice. Like he's he enunciates like you can tell like each word, um, and his delivery is like uh, very like staccato in the sense that like he's like giving you these hard hitting bars um, that are 
deliver like one at a time. You really get th- time to digest them. I think that um, his voice is too good for him to be using this basic of beats. I- I'm totally agreeing with you. I think that the instrumentals on this kind of fall short. Also, I think that the collaborations that like the caliber of collaborations that someone who has the co-science that Dave East gets, um, yeah. I would expect something a little bit more along the lines of like some of the, some of the Dreamville players or TDE mm-hmm. or um, even like, you know, some, yeah, like you said, Griselda. Um, I think that's like would, anything else, just like any, because historically we've seen any artist signed on the Nas's record label kind of pick lackluster beats. Even Nas, for example, kind of has picked not the best beats, uh, to kind of fit his sound and fit his voice, but hopefully him and Hit Boy, you know, really make this King's Disease album uh, really nice for everybody to listen on. Uh, Hit Boy is probably one of the hottest producers this year. Kind of just a resurgence of his dominance once again. Honestly, um, yeah. But uh, I think real, the last I, couple and, things that that Nas has done has been more um, more trying to have more of a fifty fifty relationship with with the producer. I mean, we saw that with Ye. Um, yeah. Uh, now we're going to see that again with Hit Boy, and I think that Hit Boy delivers every time. I haven't really heard any Hit Boy songs that I didn't like, uh, and this is no Hit exception. Boy. I thought that this song uh, put a real good um, anticipation for uh, their upcoming project. I think that it's something to look forward to. Yeah, it's also it's also crazy that I mean Dave East drops and then Nas teases the album as soon as East. Uh, on that same sort of day. So I think that was kind of cool to see like the label mates push that out together. Yeah. Um, regarding Nas and Hit Boy though, um, they definitely uh, definitely put together a nice track to tease the upcoming album. And I'm, I, I'm not sure when King's Disease is coming out. Oh, it's 821. So this weekend actually, sorry. Um, so August 21st, we're going to be getting this Nas and Hit Boy collab tape. And hopefully uh, it's better than Dave East project. Um, quickly back to Dave East. Honestly, dude, I think with those three songs, it's really just going to come down to Dave finding those better producers and really just trying to meld his voice all together. And hopefully, hopefully uh, Nas kind of puts him onto the way where he's at right now. I mean, like I said, they're working with hip boy. They're going to be collabing on this album, King's disease. And with ultra black, uh, we have some shots at Doja cat in this from Nas in this bar. <laughs> Unapology we got, black. We got some, we got some cat. nice, for real, the opposite of Doja Cat. Um, Hip Boy actually has some really crisp production on this. I really like the boom bat style. Nas is spitting on this. His voice sounds great. It's definitely a very yeah. solid single to come off the album, and I'm, I'm excited for it. I haven't listened to a Nas tape in a few years, so I'm, I'm really... Actually, the last full-length Nas album I've listened to was probably the one with Accident Murderers on it, which I just told you about recently, actually. You, you didn't listen to Nasir all the way through? No, I didn't. I didn't get to... I really liked I it, honestly. I didn't get to Nasir just because I, I don't know. I, just, I, I wasn't on a Nas. Like my taste has changed so dramatically in the past year that now yeah. I feel like I'm back into the boom bat, back into the classic rap. And Not totally. we were just talking when I was about going, this. Yeah, I know. Like we were talking about taste changing and shit. And like I said, it's changed so much to where like, I really appreciate the Griseldas of the world. I appreciate Nas and him continuing to do his thing and, even like Nipsey before he passed, I got into his last album, Victory Lap, a lot. Just those type of like rappers, like I've really seen a resurgence in myself to start liking again. And this song with Hip Boy, Ultra Black, this gets me really excited for it. So I'm, I'm happy that I'm back into one of the rap legends, or back into the hip hop legacies that Nas has created for himself. And never, nevertheless, I'm excited. So hopefully this album is 
is expected um, or receives as expectations. And hopefully, 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 Nas puts up something great. Um, yeah, honestly, like the, the way I look at it is producer, uh, rapper collaboration albums uh, are always something to look forward to. I haven't really found any that I didn't, I didn't like because I feel like the the emphasis stops just being on the rapping and becomes more about the cohesiveness between the rapper and the producer. They put a lot more time and effort into like forming a relationship rather than just having like oh uh, like a producer placement on an album. You know what I mean? Right, um, and that's kind of similar to like what Boldy's been doing too. Like. His last two, The Price of the Tea in China, with, uh, was it Madlib or Alchemist? I'm pretty sure it was Alchemist. I think it was Alchemist, yeah. Yeah, so he had Alchemist him and Alchemist and then... on his last. And then now it's Jay Versace, internet personality, Vine, former Vine star uh, turned producer. Uh, and his first... So, honestly, he produces the, like, I wouldn't have, knowing his, like, internet personality, I would not have expected him to make the kind of beats he makes. But those For beats real, are I so good. I didn't think that he was going to get into his bag with Griselda like this, to be completely honest with you. And it works out. I mean, I kind of already expressed my feelings to you before we started recording, but these first four songs, like I'm not a fan of the, like maybe the intro and Maria I'm okay with new wave Cartier. It's the first four production wise. They really don't do it for me. Um, I think it's just sort of out of place and it's all over the place to be honest with you. And I think Jay's just trying to find his footing in this beginning of the album or how I guess Boldy curated it and kind of structured all this, all these songs in this and packaged it all. I, th- I don't know. I think it's just sort of weird. The, yeah. the skits are sort of off balance. They're really far into the end. They go on for a really long time. And I just felt like I was waiting for something to happen. And then once Brick Van Exel hit number five, the album was a banger. I think from, f- from songs five through 10, all the way down that back half of the album really set up how great both of these two work together. I think Jay's production is on this hit or miss, but there's definitely a lot of potential for him to keep going forward and to get better in this Griselda lane. And I'm assuming he'll be staying in it just because, you know, Boldy just got signed to Griselda a few weeks back. And now that Jay and him are working together, it wouldn't come as a surprise to me to see Jay also on Griselda records payroll in the next few weeks or so. Yeah, no, I think that uh, he fits in really well. Um, personally, I thought that the songs were really good. I just am not a huge fan of when rappers put skits in the song. Cause I yeah. felt like I, I just, I would rather just skip past it or skip, like yeah. listen around it. You know what I mean? Um, I'm a big skit guy. I just, I think these went so long. I just think these went, uh, they, they were really out of place. Like I said, I just think the one where, you, you know, I can't remember which song it was. I think it was new wave where at the end of the song, they were talking to some guy in the street. I think he was homeless and he's yeah, like, oh, I yeah, need this yeah. money for food, which was a really nice story. It was a cool thing to kind of put in there. It I just was think it so, went long. so long. I think it was t- almost two minutes. I think it was pretty sure like almost half of the song was a skit. And I'm okay with skits. I think they provide a lot of good storytelling elements to each sort totally. of, I guess, yeah, album um, for anything for that matter. Um, but I just, it's it's way too long and, it just kind of got me a little bit down heading into the back half of it. But nevertheless, I think Boldy and Versace really put it together on that back no, half. It was, of the album, this so. was a solid listen for sure. Yeah. I think Long that Live I Julio, Cardinal Sin, uh, Westside and Keisha Plum on Roxy Cotton on the end of it. Definitely a nice little cherry on top, the little Griselda nod at the end. Both Keisha and Westside, obviously part of Griselda, Westside, the head honcho of it all. 
Um, I'm looking forward to see what Boldy puts out next. And I feel like Griselda is just going to be dropping every single week. Doesn't matter who it is at this point. Honestly, we got Conway coming up to Westside's planning on dropping in the next month or two. It's going to be a crazy rest of 2020 to see how much, how much Griselda has put out and really and no one has dominance. anything better to do with quarantine. Everyone's just making hella music and putting it out and knowing Griselda, they were workhorses before this. And now, and now they got all the time on their hands to do more. So uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what they start doing. I think that I, I like seeing things like this, where it's not just them releasing, uh, just releasing like albums. I, I like seeing them do yeah. like collaboration projects and features. It's been so cool to see like Benny. Yeah, I, know. I feel like Benny the Butcher is like on everyone's album these days. Yeah, for real. He's <laughs> yeah, on Dave's he, album too. And that yeah. kind of like brought it to the point of where maybe Dave actually goes into the Griselda lane of that co-crap type beat. Um, we've talked actually a lot about these really interesting subgenre movements going on in hip hop and co-crap is probably, if not the most interesting at this moment in time. Like I said, Griselda has been pushing it's out. Got the most going on, right? Least, that's Literally. Sure. <laughs> Do you think that Griselda is going to continue this 2020 takeover? And I feel like at the end of the year, are they going to see the light, I guess, see the reception that they deserve at the end of all this? We need a Griselda album, man. Like, I we, believe we need, bro. like, we just need one. I think at this point, they're doing a lot of solo stuff, which is really cool to see. But I think that, like, they just really get in a different bag when they're all together. So I I'm excited you. to see where they go with that. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed this Boldy James tape. I don't think that there was anything bad about it. I, the uh, only yeah. thing is just, I just didn't really like the, the, the length of the skits, but I mean, yeah, that's negligible. <laughs> Here, here's my take on, I think you better eat your words on that collab album or that record label album. Cause I bet I bet Westside's in the studio with all of them. Like, all right, we're making the collab tape at the end of the year. I'm Everyone speaking into existence, baby. Yeah, for real. Like, got, like yeah. you really are. You really are speaking <laughs> into existence. But like, I guarantee you, we're gonna see some collab type efforts from all the Griselda Records people. Hundred percent. Especially now they're bringing more people onto the ship. Like, yeah, like, seriously. I mean, Boldy's officially on the ship. I mean, he was getting placed. He was. He was gonna get there regardless. Forever. And if they had but, Mad Lib and Alchemist with them, bruh. Have you seen the? Uh, have you watched the episode of the Cave with Boldy James? No, I didn't even know he had a Cave episode with Kenny. Dude, with with Alchemist too. It was Alchemist Bold- and Boldy James. Oh, you know what? I think I saw it, but I didn't watch it. Alchemist doesn't like, even do any production though. He just smokes cigarettes in the corner. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> you sent me Kenny that meme before. Yeah, 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 I remember <laughs> that. Oh my god, bro, you crazy! And I just want to point out that if Griselda does make this collab tape. I'm hoping that Armani Caesar's on any of these verses just because oh my God. I think yeah. she's the hardest female rapper out that no one knows about at this she's moment. She's underrated as hell. I think she's also signed to Griselda. Uh, actually, yeah, I know for yeah, she fact is, she, is. she is signed to Griselda. She is signed to Griselda, which is cool. I think it's great. They got their they got their uh, their queen, the queen of coke their rap. Their baby. Well, baby. speaking of female rappers, we got a pretty big single that came out this week wop 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 making waves uh number one on youtube number one on billboard uh the most streamed youtube video in the first week ever in youtube history what else can we say about it uh meg the stallion and cardi b basically run run the charts can they break the internet um for obvious reasons and if you haven't seen the wop video uh i 
suggest that you do just to understand where their artistic minds are at at this moment in time. And why don't we why don't we get your first thoughts on this, Namai? WAP, Cardi B. First thoughts, honestly, it's not like I, I don't think the song is for me. I, like I think it's a song that like you you play at like a a party with you're trying to up the energy a little bit and like honestly like mm-hmm. in terms of like I've seen so much conflict on the internet about um oh like what are these women doing like this blasphemous activity like uh, fine god right, yeah <laughs> it's like fine god I yeah i've seen i've seen some that. crazy it's like actually like i've seen tweets and like instagram comments of people being like get this off the internet like yeah you, this needs to stop like ridiculous. this is like my children are watching this and i'm like what like you but have like male rappers rap- yeah male exactly rappers did the same thing exactly so and honestly, I think it's cool to see. I think it's cool to see the girls start to kind of get more in their bag and not feel feel um, pressure to not release music like this, right? Like, I yeah. like even if I'm personally saying like it's, I'm not like really bumping it in my whip as I'm driving down to the store. No. Like, I, I have appreciation for for the um, for the. <laughs> the, the, words, do you call the, the only it, words that the only words that come to my art. do you like, call it art yes or no see for me the way that i think about it is it comes <laughs> down to sincerity yeah <laughs> i'm like I, i'm i'm being diplomatic as fuck right now but <laughs> i, I think it comes down to sincerity i, I don't want to i don't want to say like i don't want to speak for their intentions making the song but i think that it would be pretty disingenuous if if it were the case that they made a song knowingly that would be this sexual and then release a video like that. And then they did it just yeah. for the views. But if they, if they legitimately feel that way, like, you know, more power to them. If I just, I here's, I, I think it's like a crazy double standard that hip hop kind of goes underneath and we've experienced this for so long, especially in the genre. Um, there's a lot of female rappers out there right now, like cash page, cash doll, Rico. Armani Caesar, like I just mentioned, Rico Nasty. There's a huge woman wave right now going on. And Doja. I think with Doja, of course, yes. I, I think the hypersexualization of how these rappers portray themselves sometimes gets misconstrued. And I think with especially WAP, it's a double-edged sword for both Cardi, Megan, and everybody else. It can go one of two ways. One, it's received well as it has been it's number one everywhere it's been charting it's it's basically the song that everyone is talking about it's going to be played in clubs parties radio i mean it's crazy how far the reach for cardi b and meg the stallion to actually go for so they're doing their thing they're getting their bag they're making their music but at the same time i also kind of agree with you and i I brought this up when we were talking before we recorded i just think the purpose of the song is instantly and you know purposely sexual and the video not only portrays that but it ups the ante for like what it actually is saying and this is i mean cardi b's not shy about this either and neither is meg sound they have numerous songs where they talk about you know the things that they do especially like in wap but when the song is called wap wet ass pussy and you make a video like basically just kind of out there naked for everyone i i think it kind of just paints a bad look for both of them and i think it kind of just not necessarily like demeans them in any way i just think it brings down what women rappers are doing right now in rap because there's a lot of really good music coming out like like i said oh, armani totally. sees is pro- probably one of the best bar for bar rappers right now as a woman and yeah we go to cardi b and meg the stallion and it's just this one lane where they're trying to push and i just think it kind of 
basically Not like totally. like i said misconstrues that spectrum yeah i, I, I would it's, hate it's, for people to stereotype I, women rappers is just always talking about like that's what i'm saying like, like sexualizing themselves but like right yeah so i think that there's definitely yeah it is a double-edged sword i i don't want the efforts of people who rap about that kind of thing less like yeah. like armani caesar and, or like rico nasty and stuff like yeah they have like other lyrical content that I think is equally impactful, but could be yeah. and, ignored. Yeah. And I just think like, it's, it's, it's sort of in poor taste too, because I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Cardi B. I'll say that up front, but I'll respect her for the success that she's had and for what she's done for all women in rap to kind of follow her footsteps. Because I mean, when you look at people like Nicki Minaj, you look at people like Cardi B, you look at people like Meg Thee Stallion, like they kind of paved the way for other women rappers to sort of follow yeah. in that sort of lane. And I respect her for that regard, but I just don't fuck with her music on a level to where I'm going to be playing it all the time. And she won rap album of the year. God knows how, to be honest with you, with Astro World still in there, like in 2018, that was probably one of the biggest offsets at the Grammys ever. Um, and I feel like I kind of take that. pissed. Yeah, Travis, he deserved it too, <laughs> low key. Um, I don't know. I just think the WAP video and the music uh, for me kind of was just in poor taste. I feel like it doesn't necessarily like. I, I understand uh, the other side of it, where the spectrum of male rappers kind of talking about hypersexualizing things for themselves. Yeah. I think, in a nutshell, in a nutshell, like for for me, for me at least, I think like. Not exactly my type of song, but no. I can imagine that it's probably going to be coming on all over the place in the next few months. Yeah. I, I think it's just interesting when you ask the other sex about a female rapper and just kind of hearing what they have to say. Because I, I, I enjoyed listening to other perspectives, and I think it's cool to like, because when keep in mind, there's a lot of male personalities in hip hop. There's a lot of male hip hop artists that want to I mean, comment it's on predominantly female. male. Yeah, exactly, and everyone comments on what women can and can't do. And I think that's shitty. But when you actually ask like a woman's perspective on women making music, it's definitely very insightful and in, like how they perceive it yeah. at the same time. I know I love to, I love to hear people's opinion, especially when it's different than my own. Right. If I wanted yeah. to listen to people agree with me all the time, then I wouldn't really have <laughs> many just... friends. <laughs> so <laughs> I, 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 I like hearing that, but like, I think that what it comes down to for, for, the girls I know who listen to like Cardi B, um, it's like uh, it's an empowerment thing. It makes them feel badass. I don't blame I know, them for real. I'd be listening I'm to like same. some hood shit. I mean, this is a hood shit. I feel badass. It's like exactly. You know, it's the same why. effect. It's it's the same effect, but it's like two different sides of it, which is yeah. why I understand it. And yes, literally, literally, I think when you girl, equate it, I think when you equate it like that, it yeah. makes total sense. That's what I'm saying, and I feel like that's why men in hip hop are pissed off because they just don't seemingly understand it. You know what I mean? I feel like they they're just not, don't. They're not as get. empathetic as us, okay? They're not open-minded either. They're not, yeah, they're not like <laughs> the people on OTT. Keep in mind, if you haven't followed us on Instagram and Twitter yet, please be sure to follow us at OffXDXTop. Please be sure to listen to us on SoundCloud and Spotify as well at Off The Top Podcast. And also, our playlist is updated with new music from this weekend. And the number one song on that playlist, actually, finally, for the first time this year, Drake has dropped a good song. Maybe. Baby, <laughs> I like that song. Baby, <laughs> I think all I care about right now is that Drake is in album mode, and this song is a fantastic indicator for what we're going to get on Certified Lover Boy. If he even names it that, if you haven't seen one of our latest Instagram posts, Drake was actually denied the rights to using Certified Lover Boy. Um, he's actually 
He's using... not certified. <laughs> He's, He's not, not a certified, certified lover boy. <laughs> he can't. He was denied the rights. He's an uncertified lover boy, first of all. So That's him, so funny. He, he, I, I, I'm trying to remember this off the top of my head, but I think from what we posted, um, Lover's Lane, a Michigan-based lingerie company, and the band from Canada called Lover Boy trademarked those names already. So he can't get that because it's already licensed to those people. But Drake has arguably the most money in the world, probably in the game of hip hop right now, up there with 50, up there with everybody, to be honest. He, he literally, I think all he has left in rapping now is just flexing how rich he is, to be honest, yeah, after he yeah. was just completely I mean, mutilated. I mean, you can't really, once you can't you get really to that say point, anything. Actually, that's an interesting point. You really run out of subject matter to talk about when you get that rich. Like, well, when, when, when you think about you, it, he got bodied by Pusha, so his, his hard factor's gone. Um, after that, he was discredited with ghostwriting, so it's like, okay, well, now every Drake song that comes out is like, oh, did he write this or did someone, someone else write this? It. And that Dirk. shit with Travis, that happened too. So everyone's like, oh, what the hell? Like, you hear Shy the Prince writing uh, that Travis is part of sicko mode, which is insane. I didn't even know that until this week, too. But the ghostwriting shit with Drake is also demeaning to his persona. But- well, I think that with the Travis situation, like Travis was started off as a producer. So I, I, yeah, I would say like, like hearing that Travis Scott has his shit written for him by someone else doesn't really like surprise nor faze me. Like it doesn't cause it's a normal is- industry practice. It's really a normal industry practice. Like, like there's a lot of work that goes into being an artist when you think about it, like curating live sets, being in the studio with your producers. Dude, and then when you're that big, you're releasing clothes and you're doing all these like... Exactly. Dude, I was on Travis Scott's website the other day. They're, Bro, he's got Cactus Jack. A and fire extinguisher. What? They have their own fire extinguisher now? Yeah, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Wait, what's the, uh, do you know the... Do you know the company that sells the flamethrowers? The one that Elon yeah, Musk owns? Uh, the Boring Company. Oh, that's what it's called? Why? why? Boring Company. Shoots flames, bro. It's fire. Yeah, because it's what Elon Musk does when he's bored. <laughs> I guess so. Going really back like to Drake, Drake and Dirt. Dirt. Yeah, going back to Drake <laughs> and Dirt for, for, for a quick second. The one thing, let me, let me get back to the point before we went on that tangent. Drake's only thing that he's able to rap about successfully is flaunting how rich he is because his, hard, his, bit, his, street, his street cred is gone. Every girl that's ever been interested in him turns him away. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's true, bro. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know if that's true either. But that's a little bit of wishful any, thinking on our any, part. <laughs> any, public, any public relationship Drake has had, it has always end bad. He's still single. I mean, what else can you he say? He got bottles I mean, thrown got, at him by Chris Brown. True. <laughs> he just, he's like universally, like, he's just hated on. Even in, even in the song, he said, I've never been embraced. And I was like, all right, I felt that. I felt that, Drake. Yeah. I never been I think it's cool that he got Dirk on the song. I mean, it's yeah, interesting because we see a lot of those, those. We see a lot of um, people that Drake works with that are uh, really unknown, like like Baby mm-hmm. and uh, Block Boy and all of them. But I think that this was kind of a change of pace where Dirk is has a lot of street cred. And Dirk, I mean, like even just in the music game in general. Um, Not right now, the, even like he just had the lyrical lemonade video with. Uh, um, with Baby and, and Polo and then mm. he did uh, the other one with uh, YNW Melly and Murder Beats and yeah, there's been, been on a nice little tear lately yeah Especially so after I, I think it was totally out. appropriate I think if anything like Dirk 
is doing more for Drake on this song than Drake is doing for Dirk. And the production I, quality is insane yeah. with the with the with the video and uh, even just like the instrumentation. Um, you can tell that this was something that they actually like put time into and it wasn't just like a money grab like two C slide. I love that I'm hearing Drake music that actually has effort in it now, which is great. But keep yeah. in mind, like Dark Lane demos definitely had a lot of good cuts on there, like Chicago and When to Say When and Time Flies, even Lose Me was decent. Like there are a couple of cuts on Dark Lane were pretty nice, but I think the most majority of the faculty it was just throwaways and leaks that Drizzy wanted to put out. Um, but yeah. now we kind of lead into the post Grease, post pop star type phase that he went through with Khaled. And now it looks like we're going to be actually getting Drake music, which is great to see. Um, I, I've said this before in the podcast. I am, I am a day one Drake fan, but I, I am a love hater to him just because he's, he's done, he's done his fan base so dirty so many different times, yeah. especially with OVO artists. Uh, especially just because I was a huge OVO fan. I'd pretty much love all the artists on that label, like Imagine and Roy and Division, even Plaza too. I, I fuck with him heavy and he just, ne- he's never seen the light of day from OVO. And yeah, now no. and we, look, we look at McConan too. He's, he's gone. Like he, I don't even know yeah, what he's I know, on right but now. It was just, it was just, they did him so dirty. That's what I'm saying. Drake used him for a song and signed him. And, all right. See ya. See ya McConan, which is so shitty gone shape and it's it's all the the things that have happened to drake in the past two years it kind of like leaves like a sour taste in my mouth to uh, listening to any more music from him but i gotta give credit where credit is due because his voice is still one of the best in the game it's the most recognizable his flows his melodies his 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 I guess willingness to structure songs in a way where they know they're going to catch even those ad libs like baby and just kind of those pauses, those stops and starts. He's very, I guess, I hope there's no reference track to this song. I really hope this is all unique, genuine music. I really hope it's not a reference, but maybe a little more research will do me justice. But uh, uh, to my knowledge, it's, it's all Drake and Dirk. And this song is a smash. This is a hit. And I think, this being the first song to tease off the album, it's going to do him very well. Much similar to Nas and Hitboy. I think with the teases yeah. that we've gotten this week, I think both of those albums are going to be doing really well whenever they do drop. I don't know when Drizzy's is dropping. He hasn't given an exact date just because there's a lot of legality going on with his album title right now. Yeah, so hopefully totally. hopefully we'll, he'll have that cleared up and we'll have a Drake album hopefully titled Certified Lover Boy. Maybe. <laughs> I'm going to wear a maybe t-shirt like that. Maybe we'll you know just change it to Uncertified Lover Boy. Um, certified I, hater boy he should just name Cert- it adonis he literally should just uncertified name his, hater girl tell me oh my god that's a mouthful i don't think drake <laughs> would do that if you had i, I so actually that would be funny, i though. actually uh i posted on our ig today a picture of uh, our story on drake and i asked uh what should drake's title of his album be if not certified lover boy what do you, let us what know do you in think? the comment section below. Literally, let us know in the comments. Let us know on our IG. Uh, we're we're so ready to interact with our followers, guys, and we we just we just want you all to come into the family. Like that's all it is. Like we just want more family members. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think I the funniest you. response the funniest response I was the Pusha album, <laughs> which didn't make any sense <laughs> at all. I just think someone just responded. Like thanks. They probably just use autocorrect. <laughs> I am autocorrect and then push. Um, my final thoughts on Laugh Now, Cry Later. Uh, Dirk and Drake's chemistry is unbelievable. I hope Love that it. there's more songs like this. I hope there's a lot of single cuts on this next album that really showcases Drake's... I mean, someone said Drake was versatile, and I said no, he's not. 
because <laughs> he really isn't when you think about it. But the way he uses his voice on a lot of different songs kind of perceives him to be versatile because he's able to switch up melodies really easily and kind of just yeah. at will. Um, I'm really hoping that he does that on this album just because he's, he, he's not going to get away with the bars anymore just because, you know, I think There's his credibility has been matter. shot. He's exactly. There's limited subject matter. Riches. He, literally love and riches. So. And I think they, the entirety of this album is just him going to be, oh God, God forbid it's about Georgia Smith and he's crying over her still, but I'm not sure. I mean, it's probably going to be a, a, in my opinion, I think certified lover boy is going to just be a collection of tapes that embody the women that have been in his life. And there's been a shit ton, I'm sure. So there's a lot yeah. of subject matter that could be coming from that. Cause what else I'm has he got? I'm hoping for more know? good features from from rappers like Dirk and stuff. Uh, I I thought I hope that he starts working with people who are certified in different facets of the of the rap game than him. Way to but use that. I guess we we only got <laughs> my my dictionary word of the day, dude. <laughs> certified. <laughs> um, <laughs> On it's printed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I I don't think that we can really tell anything until we get the finished product. So I'm I'm looking forward to it regardless. And as you know, Drake, we never know when he's going to drop, but we actually do know when the next set of music is going to drop from Internet Money. Before the Money. storm, August 28th, the first single, Dantine Navin Gunna, Lemonade with lyrical lemonade Beautiful. visual. It just just seems to make sense. Of course, I just think the song title it had to happen. I was watching the lyrical lemonade two podcast the other week, and they were talking about them teasing the video to mirror and test and they were saying to them oh it just makes sense that you guys are getting the video because the song title is called lemonade and i'm like yeah and yeah. they said yeah when cole called us it was an immediate yes and i'm like well i hope yeah, so of course of course, course dante nav and Gunna. I mean, can we just address I mean, the elephant in the room real quick namai what elephant nav sounds good for once <laughs> my boy, my boy, Nav, Navraj Singh, my brother Navraj. from another mother. Like actually, uh, he uh, he actually came in pretty hot. I feel bad because Gunna did outshine him still, but like for once he didn't sound just like an auto tune mm-hmm. blender. And it was really cool to hear him sound good on a song. Like I could have, this could have been his own song. Like he could have had like a hook or whatever, but. Um, the only other songs I've liked from him have always had either Uzi or The Weeknd on him. So um, I I really really appreciate his effort on this on this track. It's he nice to know that too. it's nice to know that Internet Money they're so young and they just know what they're doing in every facet of the game. Because keep in mind, like most of these guys started on Beat Stars, just producing beats for other people and just selling them kind of on their own, making coin. And then when Taz yeah. and Mira linked up, that was sort of the birth of it all. And then once Mira found Juice, got really big off all of the hits that he's created for Juice World, of course. And now and it's Trippy huge. Red too. And Trippy. And, mul- and now it's just this multi-million dollar label music factory of awesome. If I could describe it any, any better, it's basically all the <laughs> artists of this generation kind of coalescing yeah. in one. Before the storm, there's a lot of people on this. Ty Fontaine, Juice, Trippy. Future, Sway Lee. I mean, the list goes on for how many type of artists they have on this. And it's definitely going to be a crazy curate album. But this single off of it, Don T, one of my favorite rappers out right now, pulls up for the hook. You said he had a verse on this, but now he doesn't. He did. Apparently, an un- unreleased version featured a, ho- a verse from him. But honestly, I think it would have been too much because the song is so catchy. Like, it's not really, you're not really going into it for lyrical content. Um, the lyrics are super basic, but. 
um, the melodies he's hitting and the just the the general like vocal inflections um, and the mm. way he's using his voice because John John Tolliver has that like nasally voice that uh, I yeah. think that he uses it so perfectly. Uh, he's, he's the he, only he's like our yeah. generation's Akon. Akon, he literally is <laughs> like he's like one of the only rappers out right now that is able to like really tap into that nasal vocal register and do it so well that it's so recognizable. I I feel like yeah. I don't hate Don T. Like I don't I don't hate any song by him just because he does yeah. what he does so well. But Nav, on the other hand, there's a lot of songs where his auto-tune is so nasally and it's so, like, squeaky. And- well, it's also the it's also the melodies he's hitting, right? Because Nav true. usually doesn't use very... Nav usually doesn't really do anything special with his melodies. He kind of tries to keep it in, like, pretty monotone, um, which works in advances sometimes, doesn't in others. Um, yeah. I think that when he's on a track with someone like this, though, uh, he's got to keep it compliments, it compliments him well, it compliments him well and forces him to get a little bit out of his comfort zone. Yeah. And then Gunna came in and absolutely destroyed this body. Beat. The entire Gunna, thing. Gunna could just, Gunna should do an acoustic album, bro. I think that would sound beautiful. <laughs> Dude, him and Thug I, do an acoustic I album hear, together. Anytime I hear an acoustic guitar and I know Gunna's on the track, I'm like, yeah, it's over. It. It's over. Hey, Gunna, let I'm me make a beat for you. Diana. Oh, Donald's on my head still one of my favorite Gunna and Thug songs. Wait, also, that shout out, happy, bir- happy birthday to Thug, Chief Keef, Nipsey, Kid Leroy. A lot of birthdays this past few days. Yeah, I think all three real. in a row. Um, rest in peace, Nipsey Hustle, man. The marathon continues in your name. Uh, we miss you. Of course, Chief Keef, the trap legend at only 25 years old. So much, so, so many birthdays. But also, there's a lot of news that we've missed along with the birthdays. The XXL Freshman Cypher and the list. We, we, we're a little late on this just because our podcast works in a way where we do things in a recap of the week. But now we made it, and we want to give you our thoughts on the XXL freshman list. Namai, why don't you take us down the list, if you have it open, of yeah. course. I'm, I'm about to open it up right now. I think with this list, it's going to be – actually, from what I've seen on Twitter, there Instagram, YouTube, it's, it's definitely like a mixed review type of list. I feel like there's a lot – for the most part, people are okay with it. It's a decent list, quote unquote, um, from most. I other actually people. think I, that this is a really good list. Looking back on it, I feel like I I notice someone new every time, and I that's yeah. kind of one of the aspects of the list that I look forward to every year. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I'm I'm saying I think it's decent. I think they. I think with Tekka not accepting the double XL, I think that kind of hurts double XL just because Tekka just kind of told them to fuck off, and that's that. Don Tolliver also turned him down. Yeah, I think they're just too big for it. You know, I'm surprised Jack Carlo yeah. said yeah. To be honest, I think he's too big for it. Even but, Polo too. This was, they probably did this prior to what's popping. True. Oh yeah. Now that I think about it, yeah, that's so that's so long ago. Well, what's popping blew up like four months ago. When did I say like February or even wait no probably not. The video came out in like December. Oh, then maybe not. Maybe I'm tripping. Yeah. Because I know um, the remix came out a month ago, but I think the actual song came out like in the back end of last week. Yeah, but the song took a second to really pop off, I think. Yeah, true, true, true. It did. Well, once once he got the Lyrical Lemonade video, that's when it really started to pop. So, okay, let's go down the list here. I'm ready. Um, Cowboy147. Heard a couple tracks from him. I've only heard songs of his that he's been working with other people uh, he had a song mm-hmm. with meek mill and someone else on it and yeah. i really liked it i thought i think he's a good like um like if you're rapper, a bit. yeah if you're into like the trap like melodic like trap 
sort of nasally vocal, like kind of like a little TJ. I think both of those guys are like connected at the hip as far as style. If you're into that sort of, I guess, very high pitched melody rap that he does, Cowboys for you. Um, Cowboy, yeah. I, he's he's okay here and there. I like to hear him on a feature, but I'm not going to listen to his music per se. Um, he's also been on the scene for quite a minute too. I think he's been making music for the past two years now. Um, yeah. So for him to be a freshman is is kind well, of it's, it's I deserving. think that that's also that's also the harder thing about the freshman classes now is like with the internet being so prevalent, like these rappers go in and out like nobody's business. For real, right? they um, do. Anali Choppa, I think he deserves this, but I also think he's probably, he's a little bit too big for it for me, but I mean, honestly, I don't think that I'm mad that he's on the list. No, it's Um, just a no-brainer. I feel like XXL just kind of reached out to how many no-brainer options and whoever said yes said yes, because I feel like that's where XXL is now. I feel like most rappers, artists, um, they feel like they don't have to be on there if they don't want to, because it's they can do it on their own now because of the internet age, because of social media, because of all this stuff about record labels. And it doesn't really matter if you're on this list or that list or that publication, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think NLE is a, a shoe in, if not the most sought after youngest freshman rapper on this list. Keed deserves it. Keed's um, acapella freestyle. Keed's yes, Keed has been putting in work. He put out Trapped on Cleveland three last week. Still a decent tape. Um, his acapella freestyle though, good God, it is terrible. It is so bad. I don't want to hear Keed. That's another thing. Uh, that's the issue with the. Why do they do acapella freestyles still? Bro? They did them so <laughs> dirty. Like why don't they just go back? Like okay, JID and Ski. Polo G. Yeah, yeah. JID and wanna, Ski could do it. I want to say I want to say this piece real quick before we move on. JID and Ski, yeah, yeah. their acapella verses in 2018 were unbelievable. I think Ski literally talked for a minute and 30 seconds straight, just bars. JID had the beat over him though. Ski Ski went acapella. X went acapella. Interesting. Ski went acapella. To, I think he did it in remembrance of X. I think um, he did. Doesn't matter. He still went acapella. Still sick. Next one, acapella too. Keep going though. Chica, Chica actually is good acapella. I think. I think that she, her her rapping style is conducive to her having you, a good acapella the, freestyle. The thing is, I like when I first heard Chica, she gave me like a Chicago flow type remnants and sort of thing, like that triplet, like Chicago, like kind of how Juice World used to freestyle. He yeah. slow it up, pick it down, mix it up, spin it. You know what I mean? Like he kind of move yeah, all over yeah, the place yeah. with it. Chica kind of can do that too. Dance and around the beat, dude. No, yeah, exactly. I, I, she yeah. She's able to be really creative on the fly with it. And her flow is immaculate. I think she's really mastered that. Not really repetitive, but that fast, that triplet, that she's able to rhyme yeah. so quickly too. She's yeah. very talented. She's definitely deserving to be on this list because no one really knows who she is right now. I feel like the tiny desk concert put her on with industry games. Um, and after that, it's kind of just been a steady incline for her. And I think this is going to be her push uh, to the mainstream. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, pushing to the mainstream, TJ, I think we could talk about both of them pretty much at the same time, TJ and Polo G. Cause they, yeah, they pretty much came out of the game in the game together on the same yeah. song. They're kind of like conjoined at the hip. Yeah. I thought of them as a duo, but they haven't really done any music together recently. But, no, Polo Polo's um, emerged as being like a next up rapper, especially after Dia Legend went platinum, and even after yeah, the Goats doing I as well as it Polo has. As, I think of Polo as kind of a mixture of like uh, he's like if Gunna had like more soul. Do you know what I mean? 
Because I think yeah. that he does a lot with with the acoustics too, and he yeah. is very good at like flowing to the beat. Yeah. But the thing uh, he raps a lot more about like deeper stuff. Yeah. The thing about the Chicago sound now, it's that it's just totally went in reverse. Like you start off with Chief Keef doing drill music, and then Erbo and Dirk started doing drill with them, and then now, I mean, Erbo's still obviously doing drill. He's doing trap music with you know obviously with PTSD, but. I'm going to bring up Juice World again just because he really impacted how Chicago's sound is now. And you have rappers yeah. like Polo using a lot of acoustic guitars, singing on melodies, rapping over trap melodies and stuff like that. It's definitely really paved the way for new Chicago artists to, I guess, curate a new sound for themselves. It's almost like a rebirth. And when you look at artists like Polo and Juice and even Dirk now, Dirk singing on songs, like even, even on Drake's song, he's crooning a little bit. He's using that upper register melody to kind of portray it like a modern-esque trap song. And yeah. it's cool to see that Chicago is, has, I guess, has engineered, pioneered this new sound. And it's, it's, it's worked out for Polo G. I mean, they're really using that soulful-esque, I guess, down-home, downtown type that I would like to hear, especially being from Chicago, which is great uh, to see this sound kind of reemerge after Kanye dipped and got out of here and went to L.A. and now is in Wyoming doing his thing, being the evil mastermind that he is. Yeah. No, I'm... Yeah, I think that the Chicago soundscape has been has been really cool recently, especially with the emergence of rappers like like Juice and um, and Polo G now. Um, and I, I couldn't think of uh, he he deserves it too. It's just like I think I need to get myself out of the headspace of these people being like too big. Um, but honestly, like when I look at the people who I think were perfect for the list, I'm thinking Baby Keem, Mulatto. Rod Wave and 24K and and, and even Fa- Fivio, Fabio but uh Fabio's kind of old to be a freshman <laughs> he's 31 he's 30, he's 30. <laughs> like, oh he's 30 no. oh shit i mean he came but out honestly, the scene like, this year like career wise career wise yeah it makes total sense it makes sense i mean um, pop song is supposed to be a, on this too great you get a great um mix of sounds here uh like Anneli Anneli um Annalee and like Jack Harlow and are going to give you like those like turn up, you know, sort of sounds. Uh, Keith is going to give you the, the, the slime, the YSL esque sounds. Chica's got straight lyrical stuff. TJ and Polo G with the like melodic trap. Favi with the, um, that drill. He only represented of drill here. Rod wave is like a straight up singer and 24 K. Honestly, 24 K golden. His music is like, about as close to pop punk as you can get within the rap genre. He's definitely like an Ian Dior clone, in my opinion. I think, well, keep in mind, I, th- I still think Ian Dior is low. Yeah, yeah, it just came out this week, actually, or last week, Mood. I think it's 84 on the Billboard chart right now, weirdly enough. It's pretty good. Say that. It is a good song. Um, my thing about uh, 24K, uh, No Jumper alum. I used to work for No Jumper. Now he's doing his thing as an artist, and I love to see people succeed like that. Uh, so props to 24K for making the list. And he's had a couple of good songs, uh, especially this one with Ian Dior too. I feel like he really fits that emo rap type lane that it desperately needs artists for right now. Um, I think at this moment, it's pretty much just Ian and Trippy doing their thing. And I think 24K would be a nice addition to that lane, uh, especially think, since yeah, it's a very short honor. I think he's like also a little bit more upbeat than them. Oh, he's um, definitely more pop than hip hop than both of them. Just because like when I say pop, I mean like pop rap. 
sort of yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. that land of like just mainstream hip hop because you know he, he he's definitely doing songs that are TikTok related and so are, so is Lil TJ too. I feel like Lil TJ's burst of fame, every song is TikTok related now. <laughs> every song is TikTok for Lil TJ. And the thing I'm most sad about um, is that Pop Smoke was supposed to be on this, um, but unfortunately he did not make the cover. But he's still. Um, He's still being honored in this year's issue. I think there's an unreleased interview that Double XL is putting in this year. Uh, they did an interview with him in January, so they're still making sure that he's in there somewhat. But sad to see him not on the cover. Sad to see him not on the cover because it literally just looks like all photoshopped on there. Like you know how Double XL. I like, think it's usually... one of those social distance things where they couldn't yeah, get ha- everyone in the ha- same place. It has to be. That's what I'm saying. Uh, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Don't, don't... I was surprised we were even getting them freestyling in the same place for real well why didn't they just take the photo like because they usually just have the photo there like you see it like they're on like they're sitting on the bench they're all around each yeah, other exactly but like i, I guess they you have can the keep fits too Dude, yeah that's they what i'm have saying the matching fits I, I was missing the matching fits this year for sure that's what i'm saying Dude, that, that's that's, that's, that's it, what you look, I look forward. forward to this cover every year and uh it's it's a little bit lackluster this year for obvious reasons but well it's not mad you, you, honestly do you think there's anyone that really got snubbed um, besides Tekka and Dante saying no, um, I personally don't think uh, anyone as far as like, I don't know, the people on this list seem pretty decent to me. As far as Tekka and Dante, I don't think anyone mix. else got snubbed. It's definitely a great mix of sounds. I like, remember last year I was kind of mad that they had it like, like I, I hated that they had Smoke Perp and Lil Pump on the same list. I was <laughs> like, dude, they're like about as close as you can get to two of the same exact rapper. Right. I know. Uh, did we I, did we speak uh, they on great uh, mix this year? What was that? Did we speak on Mulatto? No, but uh, I did not to say about her. I, I I didn't know who Mulatto was uh, before this list. Sorry, people who are Mulatto stands. Uh, I didn't mean to upset you, um, but I think she is coming out with an album pretty soon. I saw that she was releasing her debut tape. Well, this is great Twitter. promo. <laughs> great promo for her for real like i'm gonna say it right now i hope she does i hope she does her thing on this and i don't have any i guess words about milano mulatto just because i don't really know much about her but she's brand new so i think she fits the mold for it do you think any other no, artist should have been on this do you think what other artists do you think should have been on this Hmm. i'm trying to think yeah but like all the people who i want to be on this like turned it down so it's like yeah or not, not, not all the people I would want to be, all the people that aren't already on this that I think should be on this, turn it down. So it's like, I think that they kind of they kind of hit hit the nail on the head this year. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what ciphers they put together. Every every year I love seeing the combination of artists they put on the ciphers. I know, and uh, interested to see how they chose to shoot that. If they didn't shoot the cover in the same place, I wonder if they still did um, yeah, the freestyles. Know. I don't know how um, they're going to do this with the ciphers, but I'm hoping they're okay. Like, why don't they just, if you, if you refer back to like the ski and JID cipher, they're kind of far away from each other and a little, like they're, they're kind of standing a little bit away from each other. I feel like it's possible to do something like that. You know what I mean? I like it has okay. to be. What? Okay. If you, if you get three of these people to put on a, on a cipher, what, what, what do you think is going to make the most interesting cipher? I think and keep in mind Pol- it's a Jetson beat. Okay, so definitely Polo. I'm gonna go TJ on Jetson and then either Rod Wave or Baby Keem. I think both I think those three artists would be insane. I honestly let me let me let me give you a set of three because I'm gonna go first team, first team cipher, polo, Jack Harlow, 
and NLE. I think that would be a crazy combination of just all three of those artists. Baby Keem, Rod Wave, and Keed would be an insane thing just because Keed and Keem have polar opposites. And Keem's also a weirdo. Like, I like yeah, weird Keem rappers. Yeah, a weirdo. And I feel like... <laughs> I was looking at this shit now. Yeah, Keem, Keem, like, those three artists, Keed, Rod Wave, and Keem, are, like, able to, I bet, create something crazy. Like, because all their styles are so different, I think it would just be a yeah. really melodic listen. 24K Golden, Chica, and Cowboy. That's a huge, huge dub. I think 24K brings the hook. I think NLE brings the bars. And I think Chica brings the lyrics. I think it's just a perfect combination of everything. Um, honestly, I think those are the only those combinations of three that I'd like to see. Um, okay. But yeah, my first, me, my first team, see. 100%. I think that... Well, dude, keeping in mind that it's a Jetson beat, I think hearing... Keed and Jack Harlow together on a Jetson beat would be insane. I'm thinking Keed, Jack Harlow, and uh, NLE Choppa for the for the energy. And then if yeah, we're talking a, about a more a introspective cipher, I'm thinking Polo G, Rod Wave, Chica. That's a great combo as well. Yeah, I like yours better than mine. I just want to put my favorite artists <laughs> all together pretty much. You're actually going for impact. I'm just like, oh, I want these artists on there. And then... I, I I would just be so curious to see what 24K Golden and uh, F- Favio Foreign did on a, on a song together, bro. Dude, <laughs> I don't know what Favi's gonna they, sound like. Like, what is he gonna do? <laughs> I'm in the stew with my bag, bag. <laughs> he just got shot. Like, how is it's so quick? But yeah, I don't know. I mean, they recorded this already, though. True, but yeah, dude. I just think, I think that about wraps up my thoughts on the on the XXL freshman list. I'm. And that's going to wrap us I'm up here today as it. well. For real. I think Amix more excited than anybody. Well, actually, no, you're probably more excited than me. I can't wait live. to start reviewing the, the ciphers, bro. I love the ciphers. The ciphers are going to be I wish fun. they didn't even do the freestyles. Just do the ciphers. <laughs> I hate the acapella freestyle, too. Um, but that's going to do it for us this week. You guys, please be sure to follow us at OffXDXTop on Twitter and Instagram. But please be sure to listen to us on Spotify and SoundCloud at Off the Top Podcast. Please follow our playlist, OTT playlist on Spotify as well. And we will see you guys here, same time, same place next week. Peace.